That's a fair question, Kyle. Not an inoffensive one, but fair nonetheless. Are we becoming autistic? Or are the social skills of people degrading so much that the general social norm now is autism adjacent? And you can't even tell whether it's a you thing or whether more and more people are like socially inept in a way that is so pronounced that it's just autism fest. Would that be a good concert, Kyle? Autism fest? Hard to say, right? Darby cast, Wild Card Friday. If you are new to this show, scram, get lost, skedaddle. Time for you to vamoose. Unless you want a doctorate in all things extra cool. And you stick around. You become heroic. You spend time listening to the ins and outs of whodunits aplenty. And all of a sudden, you're on the map in a big way. You show up for the people around you. All of a sudden, people start coming up to you and they say, Oh, boy, am I glad to see you. And they don't know why, but you definitely do. It's because you're DarbyCast doctor and a follower of JC, hopefully. That's a major kind of identity that you can anchor yourself to. Be like, yeah, I'm a follower of JC, and I listen to the DarbyCast from time to time. That's going to establish a ton of credibility for you with others. And boy, don't we need that at a time like this. When socially awkward interactions are the norm, we need heroes to come in and slap the crap out of people who are saying stupid shit and then make hard eye contact with the opposite sex and say, I'm coming for you in a huge way. And that could be like a friendship call out or it could be pretty sexual. Say, I'm, I'm coming for you specifically. When was the last time you got really dynamic on picking up a chick, if you're a guy listening to this? Or if you're a lady, when was the last time you fluttered your eyelashes in a way that inspired an erection? Something to key in on, perhaps. Are we going to talk about love today? Maybe. Are we going to talk about inspiration? Could be. Are we going to talk about human connection? Eh, maybe. Also, that's the beauty of the Darby cast is it's a whole lot of shooting from the hip. And when you hear shooting from the hip, you went in one of two directions. You're thinking about guns in a negative way, or you're thinking about them in a really positive way. And you're saying, I love the Wild West. I wish that I could go back in time to the Wild West with some high-quality people, and don't think that that's not possible. Because it's the Darby cast, and we, as a community, have pretty sturdy imaginations that can rip the fabric of reality to shreds and put us in a place of adventure and education, right? Kyle, we knew it would come to this. We knew we would have a time-traveled journey, but we didn't know when. Boy, is that a fiasco as it relates to time travel because you want to be pretty specific about where you're going and when you're going 
Not when you're leaving, when you're going. The American Frontier, we did an episode like this before, Kyle. But if we go back to the Wild West, things are going to be a little bit different, aren't they? Especially because I just changed my mind and I want to go further back in time than the Wild West. Wow. Talk about getting the chair pulled out from underneath you when somebody says, have a seat. I want to go back to caveman times, Kyle. And you know who we're bringing. We are bringing the wonderful person who's listening to this right now. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You skilled individual. I'm not quite sure what your skill set is. But boy, are we going to find out in a caveman-style setting. Boy, are we. Kyle will be there. So will I. Gosh, I just can't get over how amazing that pump fake was. Going from shooting from the hip to teasing about a Wild West journey and then saying, fuck that noise, we're going to do caveman stuff. I think we're all pretty impressed by that. I am marveling at my own imagination. No problems there. Who else is going to be there on this journey? Who makes the most sense? Fauci? I mean, everybody thinks he's a piece of garbage, but it'll be pretty funny to bring him to caveman times, wouldn't it, Kyle? Yeah, Fauci's in. Who else? Topanga Lawrence from Boy Meets World. No problems with Topanga Lawrence. Boy, was she a wholesome individual. And Kyle, you, it's your job to protect her. Because there's a lot of sexual violence in caveman times, Kyle. And Topanga Lawrence is a prize worth protecting. You will let nothing happen to her, Kyle. If you do, we will um, beat you to death with a tree trunk, as was customary in caveman times. You, me, Kyle, Fauci, Topanga Lawrence. Who else? Simon and Garfunkel, obviously. And last but not least, militant communist Senator Chuck Schumer. Why not? So we take our time machine, which is huge. It's the SS Darby cast, pretty large vessel. Almost too impressive is the criticism that people express when they see it. They're like, ah, gosh, the thing's like almost off-puttingly fucking sweet. And we get it, right? People are jealous. And for those of you who have never taken a time travel journey with us, let me describe what the time vessel looks like. It is about the size and exact dimensions of a United States aircraft carrier. It can fly. It can go on the high seas. And it's outfitted with the technology of Healy shoes, so it can glide effortlessly around any parking lot. It's powered by nuclear reactors and friendship. So let's just fast forward through the process of picking everyone up. I don't want to bore you. I want to get straight to the action. But just know that when we picked up Fauci and Chuck Schumer, they were really annoying. And they were like, I don't know if I want to go. And then Paul Simon, 
and Art Garfunkel started beating their bodies with acoustic guitars. Not playing the guitars and beating them with vibes. Quite literally, smashing guitars on Fauci's legs and Chuck Schumer's low back until they were like, okay, can you stop? And then you take the opportunity as a leader to look at Fauci and Schumer and be like, you guys are total boners. And we all look at you and we're like, really? Oh, man, really well said. Topanga Lawrence is in a one piece, like not a bikini. And she's of age, okay? Don't be a pervert. This is like Topanga Lawrence in college. Maybe she's a college senior. Maybe she just graduated. Not quite sure what she wants to do with her life. She just knows that she wants a high integrity marriage to be a big part of her personal equation. Kyle, Corey Matthews had it all, but then he could be letting it slip through his fingers, provided you show up and demonstrate a lot of value. Take power poses. We have so many opportunities for you to do manly stuff in caveman times, because that's really where men thrived. Being a female back then would have been rough. You got to stay in the cave. In fact, for most time periods in human history, females were, uh, boy, were they in danger 24-7. And that's true in a lot of places in the world. And gals in the U.S. tend to forget that. Then they go piping off about how Fauci's a great guy. And it's like, listen, babe, you are in an odd blip of history. So enjoy this while it lasts. You can criticize Fauci. You can verbally fillet him. You can talk shit about Schumer. Maybe you are an ally to Schumer. As if that dude needed allies. My goodness, is he in bed with the devil himself and a lot of corporate America. But let's just kind of focus and stay in the present as we travel to the past. Art Garfunkel Paul Simon, they shove Fauci and Chuck Schumer into a broom closet after they beat them in a big way. The guitars are broken, but they brought backups. Thank goodness. Thank heavens. I invite you up to the command center with me as Kyle gives Topanga Lawrence a back rub. Good job, Kyle. Don't touch her boobs yet. She's not ready for that. She's not. Focus, Kyle. We've got a job to do. This isn't a vacation, Kyle. This is traveling. Very different. So different. We're not going to be posting up relaxing. In fact, that option will not be available to us because things will be intense. How do I know this? I have strong intuitions, Kyle. That's it. So we're on this beautiful time machine. You and I are in the command deck. You brought a pair of hammocks, which was so high level. Not a lot of people would have done that. And I want to give you a little bit of recognition. So I put a hand on your shoulder and I look you in the eye and I say, you matter in a big way. 
and you step up and you say, what if we both matter? And good Lord, am I not used to getting compliments? I'm usually issuing them. So that feels really weird to me, but it also feels kind of good. I'm not afraid to admit that. But you say, can I get you a hot chocolate or anything? And I say, no, no, that was, uh, water's fine. Water's fine with me. I already have one. Enjoy the hammock. I'll pilot this ship straight back to 20,000 BC. And just as I'm about to hit the time coordinates, beep, boop, beep, boop, who shows up? That's right, Indiana Jones. Dun, 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 dun. Right, Kyle? Not bad. Harrison Ford. But it's not Harrison Ford, the actor. It's Indiana Jones in the flesh. We could use a guy of his talents. Could we not, Kyle? Paul Simon, Art Garfunkel are in the lounge area. And they're having a pretty major disagreement over the artistic direction of their duo. Because this is like them in the peak of their career. We did a little bit of time travel to get them while they were in the zone in a big way. But boy, did they have their differences, right? Art Garfunkel, voice of an angel. Paul Simon, pretty tremendous at writing lyrics. But boy, is he short. And that gave him issues where he had this like fucking complex the whole time. And you got to know when to say, Art Garfunkel, my goodness, man, your voice is so A+. We make a great team. But no, Paul Simon, greedy little midget, he sometimes took it a little too far and said, Art, you're no good. So out of bounds. Kyle, right? Fuck that. So everybody is in their stations. Everybody's comfortable, aside from Fauci and Chuck Schumer, who are smashed in a broom closet. And boy, do their bodies hurt. And that's fine, because we don't like these guys one bit. They are corrupt. But I punch in the time coordinates. And Indiana Jones comes up to the flight deck, introduces himself. Pretty gentlemanly move. He says, are there going to be any artifacts that we need to snag in the past? Something that might belong in a museum? And I say, Indy, perhaps. Glad you're here. My friend made a hot chocolate. I didn't want it. Can, would this do it for you? And he says, no, no, water's fine. So I punch you the time coordinates. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. And then we just zip, zap, zoobity bop, skedaddle, ramalama, ham dam. A lot of lightning flashes. And all of a sudden, we're in the same geographic location, but it's 20,000 BC. Kyle, I cannot stress this enough. Topanga will be pursued by rapey cavemen. You need to keep eyes on her the whole time. If you can protect a gal, from danger, you're going to show up in her heart. Kyle, sure, the game has changed in the modern world, and much of the danger that exists exists solely between gals' ears. And how do you defend against a gal's unhinged imagination? Very challenging, is it not, Kyle? Right, you're dealing with hypotheticals, but this will be a little bit more straightforward. 
you will be dealing with literal violence and rapey cavemen. And you know what? You will not be doing it alone. Camaraderie? Friendship? Teamwork? Have you heard of it? So we're in 20,000 BC. The air is crisp. The vegetation is lush. But we're in a pretty wide open space. We're on the great American plains. But there's good trees around us. Some of the best trees you've ever seen. When was the last time you looked at a tree and you gave it a high grade? I'd imagine it could be longer than you'd like. Not okay to go longer than a couple weeks without um, some nature appreciation. So this is refreshing for you, for all of us. Not for Fauci, though. Gosh, he just wants to torment puppies. Did you read that story, Kyle? About Fauci just like abusing beagles? What was that even about? But we're in 20,000 BC. And Chuck Schumer's pretty upset because he was like, I was supposed to go to Jeff Epstein's island. And I missed that because of this. And boy, does that just infuriate Kyle. Kyle cannot stand that level of malevolence. So what does Kyle do? He looks at you and says, could you watch Topanga for a couple minutes while I get this taken care of? And what do you say? You say, say less, bro. Like, I understand what needs to be done. So Kyle, who has been lifting a lot of weights lately, my goodness, Kyle, your shoulders, you look like an Olympian in training. You're not quite all the way there yet, but not bad. Kyle goes up to Chuck Schumer and issues so many titty twisters and then gives him dead arms and dead legs and says, I would ice you all the way. I would, but I'd rather let you move around in extreme physical pain and agony because death would be too casual for a prick like you. Indiana Jones steps in with his bullwhip, starts whipping Schumer's back of the kneecaps. Very sensitive area. Does not feel good. Now let's take a time out. Some of you are asking, why did we need to time travel to caveman times to get all this done? Couldn't we have done this in the present? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If you're a fucking idiot, and you don't like cool stuff. But moving on. Off in the distance, we see a group of cave people. No caves around, but cave people nonetheless. They're hideous. The men and the women look strikingly similar. Very squat, short people. Paul Simon would fit in if he weren't a pipsqueak. Because these cave people, they're built. Very strong and therefore respectable. But Paul Simon, not a big weights guy. And he would lose in a battle to the death that involved throwing rocks at an adversary. Listen, we can call that out. We know that he wouldn't be good there at all. But you know who would win? Art Garfunkel. So Art looks at us and he says, 
hello, darkness, my old friend. And it's just like, a, it sounds like a million times better than that. Like, who am I to even try to imitate Art Garfunkel, right? Good Lord, his vocal cords were blessed by God himself. Pretty sure God handcrafted Art Garfunkel's throat. Kyle, does that sound weird? Or does that sound totally accurate? I don't think it's really safe to ever compliment anyone on their throat unless it's Art Garfunkel. Let's set the record straight. So Paul Simon has something to prove. And so he approaches this group of cave people that's about 700 meters away. And boy, does it take him a long time to get there because of his stubby little legs. You look over at Chuck Schumer and you spit in his face. And then Fauci has something to say about that. And he's like, hey, that's not okay. And that's when you take Fauci by the scruff of his shirt. You lift him high in the air and you say, where do you get the balls to criticize anyone about anything? You are such a low ethics goblin. You're a piece of shit, Fauci. Okay. That's what you say. I'm sitting on a special kind of bush that existed in 20,000 BC. Very comfortable to relax on. And I'm just enjoying the show. Like just a bunch of people doing the right thing. Beating up Chuck Schumer, yelling at Fauci. But what just happened? Topanga Lawrence is now unattended. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't like that. We don't like that. And then out of nowhere, a pack of Neanderthals shows up. And boy, were they a little too stealthy for anybody's comfort. And they snag Topanga Lawrence. And they run off. Holy shit, right? There's a lot going on right now. Cavemen, industry standard, off in the distance. Simon and Garfunkel are approaching them. Paul Simon's going after them. Art Garfunkel, not the most pleased he's been with Paul Simon, still feels obligated to honor their friendship and working relationship. So he runs after Paul Simon. And we don't really know which way to look because in one direction, Topanga Lawrence has just been abducted and she is probably going to be on the receiving end of something that's not okay if we don't do something about it. But in the other direction, Paul Simon's about to get his ass kicked and Art Garfunkel might save him. Those are pretty cool stories and things to see. So what do we do? We hand Indiana Jones a camcorder. We say, follow Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel, film the whole fucking thing, and we're going to watch it later. Indiana Jones says, I'm in. I'm in. And I hate snakes. You look at Indy and you say, thanks, man. Way to get honest. Big vulnerability disclosure. How do you? I knew you were high integrity. But let's also pat ourselves on the back for creating a space where Indiana Jones felt like he could be honest. That's what we like to call a strong work culture. Because business or pleasure? What is this? You tell me. We've got a lot of stuff to figure out. 
One of those things being, why did we bring Topanga Lawrence knowing that she was going to be a huge liability? This is not modern society where gals have the world at their fingertips. But we're all good dudes. If you're a lady and you're listening to this, just like be careful as we try to recover Topanga Lawrence. Maybe you pull a G.I. Jane, shave your head as not to attract undue attention to yourself. Cave people, Neanderthals, very strong, very strong. They did not have office jobs. They didn't sit on their sack for eight hours a day and have low T levels. They had their dicks and balls flapping in the wind, getting a lot of airflow, high T, so they could just snap gazelle's necks and drag a chick back to a cave. And that was dating. Okay. So if you're a gal and you're listening to this, just, yeah. I send you back to the time machine. And I say, if you want to continue with us, we're going to have to butch you up in a big way. You're going to have to wear a hoodie and have a buzz cut and carry around a fishing pole. That way the Neanderthals will leave you alone. So it's just you, me, and Kyle, pretty much. We only brought Fauci and Chuck Schumer there to beat him up. It was a good call. Indiana Jones is off making a film of Paul Simon, Art Garfunkel. So it's just you, me, and Kyle. And we have to rescue Topanga Lawrence. And we all say, let's rescue her. What an honest rallying cry, right? Not bad. Not bad at all. I lock the time machine because I don't know what the crime's like in this area. And we start jogging after the Neanderthals. About a mile away, we hear a piercing howl of some majestic wolves. Just, They can sense that we're great, these wolves. And so they start running with us. They sniffed us out. They picked up on our vibe. You, me, and Kyle, we're barefoot. We don't even care. The wolves are humongous. Then a pack of lions show up and they're down with the program too. They're running alongside us and they're bigger than modern day lions as well. Think about maybe the size of a Humvee, pretty big lions. Wolves are about the size of Toyota 4Runner. So different than what we're used to. But boy, do they fucking hate Neanderthals. Because Neanderthals are always hunting these guys, trying to take them out. But we go for a different tune in that we have the vibrational frequency of animal respect and they know that we're really great. A third breed of animal shows up. It's rhinos, but with good eyesight. Modern day rhinos don't have good eyesight, but these ones, great eyesight. So we're running with these beasts and all of a sudden you shout out, guys, let's, can we take five? 
And we really respect you and say, yeah, what do you need? You say, all these creatures are humongous and they clearly are fans of us. Why are we not riding them? I feel like we'd be able to cover more ground and we could really mess up those Neanderthals. I look at you and I give you a firm business handshake. No words needed. You hop on the lion. It makes a lot of sense for you. Kyle gets on the wolf. And I, of course, am on the good eyesight rhino. You begin yodeling, which neither Kyle nor I knew about, that you had that skill and that it was so world class. And the animals all sense it, that you're better than anyone, has been, is now, or ever will be. You're the Michael Jordan of yodeling. That's what the rhino's thinking. More humongous animals are drawn to your vibe, zebras. And this is all in America, by the way. Something the powers that be don't want you to know. The establishment doesn't want you to know that there was a North American high eyesight rhino. And mega lions and ultra wolves. Not to mention high integrity zebras. They would never mess with you. Zebras now, boy, have they gotten into a rough spot in terms of their ethics. But we're with a pack of wild animals that have been domesticated fully by your yodeling. First by our general vibe of our trio, the friendship. The animals knew that we were good people, great people actually. And then out of nowhere, you reveal that you are a world-class animal companion yodeling champ? What the hell? What a nice surprise you are. First, it's showing up with a hammock in the command center. Then it's mistreating Chuck Schumer. And now you're leading the charge with animals? Do people know how great you are in your daily life? Because I would imagine if they knew these things about you, that you were so conscientious, appropriately violent, and musically gifted, boy, would they not even know what to do with you. But we've got a 20,000 BC ultra-huge animal stampede, and I'm leading it. You're to my right. Kyle's to my left. You start a USA chant. Just a little USA. You, and I pick up on it, but Kyle doesn't. And boy, do we shoot Kyle a mean look. And you deserve it, Kyle. If you're not going to pick up on that in the present or the distant past, uh, really upsetting, man. But these Neanderthals, as fast as they are, they are no match for our stampede. And they are about to wreck Topanga Lawrence's loins. And we're not having that. Hell no, we're not. She's a lady. She's a prize. She's a treasure. She's beautiful. Okay. So this pack of Neanderthals, there's probably about 400 of them. It's 400 bros and Topanga Lawrence. And those are not good numbers. They're really, oh boy. 
that could go super wrong and we all see it. But you increase the volume of your yodeling and the animal stampede responds and boy do we make impact with those Neanderthals. It is dusk now and these bloodthirsty demon cave people need to go down. They need to be brought to justice because nobody fucks with Topanga Lawrence unless it's Kyle after a couple of key dates and putting a ring on her. You don't treat Topanga Lawrence with anything but the highest levels of chivalry, Kyle. No premarital sex. You put a ring on it and you say, Topanga, I got you, babe. Key in on that, Kyle. But I'm leading the charge. And I instruct Freddie Prince Jr. That's what I've named the rhino in my head. I say, Freddie Prince Jr., kill them. And he just goes, right? That's what any amazing, big-hearted rhino would say. He knows how high the stakes are. Your lion starts mauling these Neanderthals, just spilling their guts everywhere. And you and I make eye contact, and then you start singing the Third Eye Blind song. And then even Kyle gets in on it. He's like, I want something else to get me through this. And then I finally come in. Send me chunk kind of life, a baby, a baby. And this is all going down while there's a lot of violence. Boy, is there. You start going into the lyrics. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gets a feeling, an empty feeling. I believe in the faith. And the pain down to make me cry. You forget a couple of the words, but you keep the beat going. Kyle tries to pivot into, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. But it doesn't play at all. Not the right time, Kyle. Not at all. But we've killed... 397 of the 400 Neanderthals. And then it's just you, me, and Kyle staring down the three biggest Neanderthals you could ever imagine. And Topanga is so aroused by the violence because she knows it's kind of all about her in some capacity. You and I, we were just excited to um, bring justice to some low ethics pieces of garbage. Kyle wants to bone Topanga. And you might get your chance, Kyle. Let's take a quick time out. A lot of you might be astounded at the historical realism and accuracy of this. Because what do we represent? You, me, and Kyle. That's right. Cro-Magnon. The hominid species that all but wiped Neanderthals off the face of the planet by doing what? domesticating animals to hunt them at night. Neanderthals were bloodthirsty and vampiric, and they were so spiritually bankrupt that Cro-Magnon had to step up, and that's exactly what we're doing. It's just a little anthropological history. It's a little world history that you've never heard of. So yes, this is historically very accurate. I want you to realize that. When you recommend this to somebody today, be like, would you like to hear one of the greatest stories ever told that pays respect to anthropological 
historical accuracy, as well as titillates your desire for justice, good times, friendship, and love. Some of you might be wondering what's happening with Fauci and Chuck Schumer right now. They're struggling to fend off oversized buzzards and vultures that are trying to snip their wieners off with their beaks and their talons. I don't see any problem with that, what the buzzards and vultures are doing. In fact, we might want to consider doing that as a society in the present. Is say, hey, Fouch, you tortured puppies and did that gain-of-function research to make a deadly disease, allegedly, in China? So we're going to smear barbecue sauce on your wiener and the buzzards will be your judge, jury, and executioner as it relates to your penis. Okay? Chuck Schumer is a communist, so he's not a real person, so whatever happens to him doesn't even matter. We know this. So maybe we take a Tupperware container full of fire ants and we shake it up real hard and then we uh, just dump it on his body in the present. That's it. But it's you, me, and Kyle, and we're staring down these menacing Neanderthals. And something has to be done. We're not quite sure how to handle it because these three guys are huge and they have sharp teeth and to prove a point we want to defeat them without the help of the animals because that makes for a better story when we come back to the present and we're telling chicks about this or dudes right if you're listening to this and you're a lady you can totally tell any guy this story be like I went to the past I shaved my head like G.I. Jane and I rode a lion while carrying a fishing pole and then I uh, I yodeled and nobody was quite ready for it you're going to be getting a lot of male attention if you're telling stories like that tell you what but I look at you it's a three on three standoff these ignorant behemoth Neanderthal blood sucking demon folk they are looking menacing but I look at you And I say, go ahead. You know what to do. And then you start yodeling so impressively that all three of their heads implode. They cave in on themselves. Caveman caved in head. Ouch, right? And then Kyle approaches Topanga Lawrence and says, do you think I'd let anything bad happen to you? But then you and I have a side conversation and you say, I think I deserve Topanga in a pretty big way. But then I put a hand on your shoulder and say, "Um, yeah, she's mine, actually. So you did a really great job. But um, Kyle, it's over. And I say to you, we'll find a way to make sure you don't leave empty handed. But like this is not gonna happen for you and boy does Topanga respect how alpha I am in that moment she's just like holy shit and then she and I make love while you and Kyle 
lead the herd of animals to a nearby watering hole while discussing the band Matchbox 20 and the kind of heat they were dropping, especially on their first album entitled Yourself or Someone Like You. It was just hit after hit after hit on that album. And you know it and so does Kyle. So Topanga and I are feeling pretty good. And you and Kyle aren't feeling bad, right? So we go back to the time machine. And we're greeted by an enthusiastic Indiana Jones who says, hey, I got the footage. Got the footage. Shows us the camcorder. Canon brand, nice lenses. Nikon would have been fine, but we went with Canon, the one that we gave Indiana Jones. And he shows us a video of Art Garfunkel approaching Paul Simon and saying, I don't like the way that you treat me. Man, I can't stand it. I am so talented. And you just think it's all about you, you little fucking midget. And Paul Simon didn't have a good rebuttal for that. He tried to start singing, you can call me Al. And Art was like, I love these lyrics, but your voice is not that impressive, Paul. Come on, dude. And finally, Paul Simon, he gives up. He says, all right, Art, you, you got me. You got me, Art. You got me good. And then he starts crying. We're watching this all on Indiana Jones' camcorder. Chuck Schumer, Fauci, their penises are gone. The vultures got him. They snipped him off. And then both of them bled out. None of us are really sad about it at all. A lot of you are asking right now, like, hey, wasn't Paul Simon, like, doing something? Wasn't he pursuing something? And to that I say, yeah, but Art Garfunkel is a fast runner, and he caught up to Paul Simon before anything went down. And then they turned around because Paul Simon was tuckered out and needed a nap. You turn to me, you whisper in my ear, you say, I wish we had brought Phil Collins instead of Paul Simon. And I turn to you, I say, I know. I know. Phil Collins and Art Garfunkel? Boy, would they have been a combo. Holy jeez. Right? But we all get back on the time machine, and we head back to the present, and we have learned a lot of lessons, have we not? And that's what you get on the Darby cast. If this was your first episode, just know that about 30% of the episodes go a lot like this. Another 30% are a bit more straightforward. And then the last 40% of episodes, I'm not even going to tell you what they're like. You're going to have to discover that for yourself. But that's DarbyCast. That's Wild Card Friday. Take whatever you gained from this and use it.